Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Pivoting with Emily. My name is Emily, and I'm your host. This podcast is for anyone looking for an escape that leaves them feeling inspired. I'm a woman in my 20s trying to figure it all out, fight for my dreams, and become the best version of myself along the way. Today, we are discussing the January blues. This is a time in the year that can bring discomfort to so many people, myself included. With the holidays ending and the days being colder and shorter, that can bring lower moods and lower energy levels. It is actually scientifically proven that this time of the year can have a negative effect on us. I feel like having an open conversation about this and sharing tips can be very helpful. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we get into it, we are going to be doing my usual three segments, which are my current inspiration, how I'm becoming the best version of myself, and something I am looking forward to. My current inspiration is the book I am currently reading, which is Anne of Green Gables by the Canadian author Lucy Montgomery. The story was written in 1908, and it is about an orphan girl named Anne, and she is hoping to be kept by the family that owns the property Green Gables, hence the name of the book, Anne of Green Gables. I am about to finish this book, and while reading it this past week, I have felt so happy and lighthearted because it is nostalgic and beautifully written about our main character, Anne. I highly recommend reading this story. There is no doubt in my mind that it will make your heart happy. So for that reason, it is my current inspiration. For how I am becoming the best version of myself, if you guys did listen to last week's episode, which obviously I recommend listening to all of my podcast episodes, but I shared with you guys my current inspiration being a quote that is on my vision board and it says, quote, instead of saying I have to do this, say I get to do this, end quote. And as I've really focused on this quote, it has turned into really how I'm trying to be the best version of myself. So I wanted to share it again with you guys because I just have been finding it to be so helpful whenever I am approaching something that I really don't want to do, but I'm essentially thankful that I get to do it. I just think of this quote. I just say, instead of saying I have to do this, say I get to do this and like move forward with what I'm trying to do. Along with that, I'm also just trying to be calm, which is my word of the year, focus on living in the moment and trying not to schedule too much stuff in my to-do list on a daily basis so that I'm really living a balanced life. So those are how I am becoming the best person myself. For something I'm looking forward to, it is actually content creation. I have been so creatively inspired and motivated to create on all platforms. I've been attempting to create content for about two years now and it's been really spotty and on and off because there's been such a learning curve with all of it but in the last two to three months I feel like I have become much more efficient which I don't love that word efficient with creative work but essentially I have become more efficient in how I can turn over content, which is really an amazing thing to come to because I do want to be consistently putting out podcasts and YouTube videos and even posting on Instagram and TikTok on a consistent basis. And I just feel like I have had a breakthrough with all of that. I'm nowhere near 
good, perfect, anything, but I'm getting better. I feel myself getting better and I'm really quite inspired. So that is what I am looking forward to in just the upcoming days, months, years. Now to jump into today's topic, which is how to avoid the post-holiday blues, also referred to as the January blues. I have 15 tips that I would like to share, and I hope that you will find them to be helpful. Tip number one is going to be to do a new year reset. I think that this can be so beneficial to gaining that momentum going into the new year, especially post-holiday season. I mean, we get so much excitement going through the holidays with Thanksgiving and then Christmas and the new year. And then right after that, we're expected to buckle down and set new year's goals and resolutions that are Usually people set unrealistic goals and resolutions, so we're trying to avoid that, but we're expected to do all of these things, and then we get to work, and then it's all dark and gloomy and cold outside, and it's just like, oh my goodness, I don't want to do any of that, and I think everybody is just in the same boat in feeling that way. That being said, doing a New Year's reset can really put into perspective your direction for the year and you can get started on some of those goals that you have. And it can be very motivating and inspiring to do a full reflection of the last 365 days and figure out and pinpoint, where am I making mistakes? How can I change those and become better and advance to that next and higher version of myself? And then setting some realistic goals for yourself so that you have direction throughout the year. If you guys have not listened, I actually do have a episode all about resetting for the new year. I believe it's two episodes back. It is extremely detailed with what I personally do to reset for a new year. I would highly recommend listening to that episode. Tip number two is to keep up with a fitness routine. With this one, I want you to take it with a grain of salt because I think everybody needs a different type of fitness routine. You might be in a phase in your life where you're like, okay, I want a fitness routine, but I don't know what to do. And so I just want to send out a warning to you guys to be careful. If you're currently working out zero times per week and your fitness level is not very high or good, you don't really know where to start, please do not follow someone else's fitness routine who is very fit. You don't need to go from zero workouts per week to six workouts per week. Just trust me, you do not need it. I personally have been exercising and involved with fitness basically my entire life. And I work out anywhere from three to four times per week and I mostly run. That being said, you know, I think exercise is a great way to get the happy endorphins flowing and can really make you feel better and not only make you feel better, but also make you feel accomplished. I know those are two feelings that I get from exercising and I would just encourage you guys to have some sort of exercise that you are doing. I wanted to share a type of exercise if you are more of like a walker and maybe it's really cold or rainy or snowy where you live and that recommendation is to have a gym membership where you can go to the gym and walk on the treadmill. For me, a go-to workout when I can't walk as much outside as I'd like to is to go to the gym 
and I do a 15 minute incline walk and then I get off of the treadmill and I go do a deep stretch in like the stretching area and boom, that is my workout. It's nothing big and extravagant, but I moved my body and I feel really good afterwards. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. You may be listening to this and you're more into a different type of fitness than I am, but I definitely want to be someone who's sharing the more gentle forms of of fitness as well. Um, And I don't just do walking. I also like to run and dabble in self-led Pilates and even yoga. So there's a lot of forms of exercises that I'm involved in. And I know for the season of life, usually I run more than I go to the gym, but because it is so rainy and cold outside, I've really been experiencing a lot of friction when it comes to getting up and going on my runs because I just don't want to run in freezing cold weather. So what I've been doing and the new routine I'm going to be using moving forward until it gets a little bit warmer here in Texas is I'm going to be going to the gym more than I'm going on runs. And then once it becomes a little bit warmer, so when it's a different season, I'm going to go back to my more runs than going to the gym, if that all makes sense. But either way, highly recommend keeping up with some sort of fitness routine. And like I said, it doesn't have to be extravagant, but this can really help with keeping a good mental state. For tip number three, I do not mean to state the obvious, but I'm going to, okay? That is to drink enough water, okay? Maybe get a new water bottle and get your water in. We can't just live off coffee. I get it, but we can't just live off coffee. Next is to get enough sleep. I personally use seven to nine hours. It makes me a happier person throughout the day. When I'm deprived of sleep, especially multiple days in a row, your girl is just a little bit more on edge. And I really don't like that side of myself. And then the last part of this tip is to eat to the best of your ability. I think that everybody requires different dietary needs, obviously, and we should certainly not be judging what one another is eating. But I do think that eating your vegetables and your fruits, and eating enough food is really important when it comes to overall health. So tip number three is just to drink enough water, get enough sleep, and eat to the best of your ability. Piggybacking off of the food discussion, tip number four is to try out some warm recipes. I know I have been trying out some soup recipes and also dabbling in some warm teas, specifically a bell pepper soup. Oh my goodness, it is so delicious. I've been making it probably about every other week. It is not only fun to make, and I try to make it a nice experience when I do make it, but it is also so delicious, and it is so good for leftovers as well, which is always a win. And then, oh, that's the good thing about soups or crockpot recipes. I feel like they're really good warmed up the next day, so... That's great. I highly recommend trying that. And then, like I said, I was dabbling in some warm teas. I have been really into peppermint tea, decaf in the afternoons as a way to just hold a warm mug in my hand. But if you are looking for some good recipes, I recommend YouTube videos or Pinterest. That is where I get all of my ideas. And that is tip number four. Tip number five is to get enough sunlight or take a vitamin D supplement. Of course, I do recommend, I have to recommend talking with a healthcare professional first to find out if you are seasonally deficient in anything. 
But for my peeps that live in northern United States or anywhere else around the world that might be lacking sunlight this time of the year, please do look and see if you are lacking vitamin D. That is a very common deficiency during this time. Tip number six is to make some new AM PM routines if needed. I feel like every couple of months I need to refresh my AM and PM routines because I just need to change them up that often for me personally. So if you are feeling like your AM and PM times are just a little bit in a lull, try to freshen them up a little bit. And my tip always when it comes to an AM and PM routine is to not overwhelm them. Like don't look up on YouTube the most efficient and productive AM routine ever, you know, or like that millionaire AM routine thing. Like, no, 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 no. You need to do what is best for you. So maybe you wake up and you brush your teeth, you wash your face, you fix your hair, and then you go turn on your coffee pot. While that's going, you drink eight ounces of water and you feed your dogs. And then you go to your little office space or your desk and you make a little to-do list. Maybe you do a five-minute gratitude journal and then boom, that is your AM routine. That actually is my AM routine for whenever I work at 6.30 in the morning. Yes, that is my AM routine. And whenever I'm off, my AM routine is a little bit more elaborate because that is what I want it to be. But you guys need to just do whatever is best for you. But if I had one golden rule when it comes to these types of routines, it is to not add too much stuff into the routine, okay? But maybe they need to freshen up. So tip number six is to freshen up your AM and PM routines. For these next two tips, we're getting serious for a second, okay? So tip number seven is to focus in or lean into your career, so work, or if you are in school, your schoolwork. We should have classes starting soon, depending on when you're listening to this. You know, obviously I'm recording it mid-January, so classes are starting. And if you're listening to this, I think January is a great time to buckle down and set up yourself for success, whether that is in the work world or in school. I think both can be given that attention needed to really succeed and maybe even work towards some advancements. Maybe right now you are at a point in your career where you feel like you can get a promotion and or raise and setting your intentions on that and figuring out who you need to talk to, what you need to do, actions you need to take to put you in the position to get that raise, to get that promotion, whatever you're looking for. Same thing for school. Maybe right now you've been coasting by with A's, B's, and C's. And as fine as that is, you've always wanted to be an A, B student or maybe even a straight A student. Make this your semester where you really put in the effort to see what your capabilities are. Something really cool about school and academics is it's like building blocks. And what I have found is I used to be more of a C student. Well, I put the best effort I could forward and I turned into a B, C student. Before I knew it, I was a all B student an AB student, and then a straight A student. 
And that's just kind of the way it works. You can be a straight A student. I mean, I am like living proof that you don't have to be like born smart to achieve that. I have worked my way up to being a straight A student. And that's something I'm really proud of. And I'm here to give hope to people that maybe think that they're not capable of that. Sure, maybe you're not right now, maybe not this semester, but you can work your way up. And it looks hella good on a transcript to see that kind of improvement throughout your high school or college career. That looks very good. So let this be your time. And I want to encourage you guys to talk to people that are more advanced than you. So your peers or your higher ups, like if you're in school, talk to the peers that are doing really well. Talk to your teachers, talk to your professors, talk to people. Trust me, talking to people, communicating with people and figuring out other ways of doing things could be the pivot you need to make those advancements you want to make. So I want to encourage you guys to really lean into your work. And one last thing on this is that we have to work in this world to make a living to live our lives. And I know it's maybe not the way we want it to be, but it is reality. And so Going for something that you want and finding meaning in it is really important. So I just encourage you guys to lean in to your job, your schoolwork, whatever you're trying to do, and find significance from it. Find fulfillment from it. And I know it's easier said than done, but when you are making advancements, there really is a lot of fulfillment there. Collaborating on a team, no matter what you do, you know, whether you're in medicine or you're in accounting, whatever you're doing, like you serve a purpose in this world. You serve a purpose in this society. And my hope for you is that you can or can start the process of finding the fulfillment and contentment and happiness in your career or the career you're going for. So number seven is to lean in and focus in on your career and or your academics. Tip number eight is to look into your finances, do your check-ins, do your taxes, of course, and just overall check-in. I think it is so important to stay on top of your finances, no matter what phase of life you're in or how much money you make. It's really important you learn how to manage money ASAP. Do not wait. I personally find financial stress to be some of the worst stress that there is. And so constantly being on top of my finances and doing check-ins on them and making sure my financial health is not only healthy, but also advancing is really important to me. And I want to extend that same advice onto you guys as well, because if you're experiencing financial stress, first of all, I feel for you. I really do. And second of all, just start to get involved with your finances. Don't avoid them. Lean into them. So tip number eight is doing your finances. Tip number nine is probably my favorite, and that is to schedule things to look forward to. These can be big or small. Most importantly is that they are feasible for you. I have tons of examples. Some include pottery or cooking classes, upcoming camping or hiking trips, trips to nearby cities, or extravagant vacations. I know for me, I love camping and I love hiking. So I have two trips that I am looking forward to. We are going to Big Bend National Park in March, and we are going to the Great Smoky Mountains National Park in May. Those are already booked and something I am so looking forward to. Another suggestion is signing up for some sort of race or run. Two that come to mind are color runs and mud runs. Those are both so much fun. Highly recommend. And then you might be shocked with how much 
goes on in your town that you don't even know about. So I don't know if you live in a small town or a big town, whatever, but do some research into happenings in your own town or surrounding towns. You might be surprised what events you could look forward to. Tip number 10 and a way to keep things just fresh and interesting on your more mundane weeks is to make a list of unique things to do around your town or just little things to do around your town that maybe you don't do enough of or you've never done before. So these can be a wide range of things such as trying a coffee shop you've never been to or going to a park you've never been to, especially if you have a dog, they probably love that. Other things can include taking a new type of fitness class, maybe such as Pilates or a spin class. Other things on my list are to go to specific antique shops and brunch spots with some of my friends. So those are just a couple ideas. Of course, if you don't live in a big town, this might be more difficult for you. So you can think about expanding to some surrounding towns as well. Tip number 11 is very similar to number 10, but I think it deserves its own category. It is to make a list of books, movies, and or TV shows that you want to read and watch for the next couple of months and start doing so. I feel like this season is for relaxation because with it snowing outside, with it raining outside, with it being freezing cold, why would you want to go be productive all the time? You won't. And life ebbs and flows and it's totally natural to want to do nothing but cozy up on your couch or in your bed. Everybody does it. It's very normal. And to have some go-to shows and movies and books, I just feel like is a great way to relax and enjoy your time. And another thing is don't feel bad about it, especially like binging TV, particularly sometimes it can make me feel a little bit icky, but I'm here to just be one of those people that is normalizing it and saying that there will be seasons of your life where that happens. But you know, if you're enjoying the TV show, then it is well worth your time. And as long as you're not using it to avoid actual work, then I feel like there is absolutely nothing wrong with binge watching TV every so often. And of course, there's like millions of amazing books and movies out there. So why would you not want to consume them? So highly recommend doing that and making a list out of it just to make it a little bit more fun. I know I try to watch one good movie per week and I also try to read a book per week. TV shows sometimes like I'm watching something, sometimes I'm not. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes if I start watching a TV show, I feel like I have to like binge all of it in a couple of days and then like I won't watch TV for a while. I don't know if you guys are like that too. I just, they've made it to where you can't stop watching it. You know what I mean? So anyways, make a list, make it fun, invite your friends, you know, make it maybe start a book club, start a movie club. There's lots of things that you can do to have fun with this. It's mundane and it's simple, but watching movies and reading books is such a great way to genuinely relax. Tip number 12 is to do some journaling, specifically trying to identify if anything is bringing you current stress and worry, trying to work through it, and potentially problem solve if you're able to. I want to remind you that even just identifying something, something that is causing friction in your life or worry in your life, just identifying what it is and that it exists is helpful. You may not be able to have a solution right away, but 
just the identification of it can help bring you some sort of peace. I have experienced this firsthand and I really just wanted to share this with you guys. I think journaling is such a great tool to really decompress your mind. It's like having a deep breath, but for the wheels turning in your head. So tip number 12 is to do some journaling. Tip number 13 is to set some rules with your phone, specifically with your apps. Just stop scrolling. Seriously, guys, we all are scrolling too much. If you're not, good for you. But if you are, let's all collectively just stop. I personally delete apps off of my phone. I don't delete my accounts. I delete my apps. If I catch myself scrolling, my app immediately gets deleted. And I know that seems extreme, but I basically never want to scroll. I want to reply to messages, post things, maybe like a quick little look through my friend's stories, and then off the app. I do not want to do any doom scrolling, and if I'm ever caught doing that, the way that I cut it is just to delete the app. And then once I want to get on the app again for a specific purpose, I just re-put it down on my phone and then if I scroll again it just gets deleted again and this really does help me in not scrolling so much so this is what I'm doing to prevent the scrolling but you guys can try whatever you think would fit for you apps that I think are healthy for me and I genuinely enjoy using I feel like they bring me a lot of happiness and inspiration are Pinterest and YouTube. And then apps that if I do any kind of doom scrolling, I get more anxious and it's basically just not productive to scroll on them is Instagram and TikTok. That is me personally. I know that I actually do have friends that say it is a stress reliever to scroll through TikTok. So if that is you, I feel like after I get done with a scroll, I'm like, what was I just doing? What was I just doing? I could have been reading. I could have been doing anything else, watching a TV show I actually want to watch. So anyways, tip number 13 is to just stop scrolling. Tip number 14 is if you have the time and money, and I do think you could pick a project appropriate for what is feasible for you, but that is to do some sort of indoor home project, whether it is redecorating your bathroom, maybe refurnishing your living room, or if you own your own space, like literally redoing your kitchen or whatever you want to do. My little project for January and February is to redo my back porch area. I'm so excited. I want to string some lights and get some cozy chairs and a little side table and just make it more of like a vibe out there. Maybe hang something up on the wall out there. I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I just want to make it more of a vibe. So home projects, I think, are such a great way to be cozy and re-inspire your space. You can also do something little such as redecorating your desk, like maybe give yourself a budget of $50 or $100 and go to TJ Maxx or Marshalls, somewhere that is a little bit more discounted and redo your desk space. That can bring a lot of freshness and inspiration to your space. So having a little home project Tip number 15, the final tip, and this is actually so literal. It is to stay warm. Guys, I got a heating pad, my first ever heating pad for Christmas, and I have been literally nonstop using it. It sits with me at my desk. It sits with me on the couch. It's gone to bed with me a couple of times, and even beyond that, you can have a little space heater for under your desk. 
You can get some new fuzzy socks, maybe some new outer clothing if you live in a really cold climate, but either way, it is to stay warm. Oh, another one is a heating blanket. That's my next thing. Now that I've had a heating pad, I'm like, I need to step it up next year, okay? I'm going to get me a heating blanket. So, highly recommend getting some sort of heat source. Being cozy in your own home is so important. And if you have a fireplace, I'm so jealous of you. Fireplace is such a vibe during this time of the year. My parents have one and I just insist that it's on whenever I'm over. I'm like, please light the fire. I have to go sit by it. So anyways, staying warm during the season can really make you more cozy, obviously, but I find that it makes me more, and ew, I hate this word, but it makes me more productive as well because if I'm cold, and I'm all tense at my desk, how am I supposed to be creative and let the creative juices flow in and get my work done? So space heater underneath the desk, heating pad in my lap, and hopefully one day I will have a heating blanket. But stay warm, guys. That is going to conclude today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed my 15 tips on how to avoid the post-holiday blues. I know this time of the year can be hard for so many people. My heart goes out to every single one of you. Thank you so much for being here. If you did enjoy this, please do leave me a five-star review and also kind words and a comment. It really does help out the podcast, and I would so much appreciate it. But like I said, that's all I have, and I will see you in the next one.